Gretchie. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. So to start, can you just give us a rundown on who you are, where you're from, what you're interested in, and anything else you would like to share about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Sanskriti Deva. I am a sustainable technology entrepreneur and a high school student currently, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm really passionate about technology and understanding how it can be used to better our world. And I've recently written a book called Technology, the History of Humankind. Nice. So let's rewind a little bit. What were you like as a child? As a child, I was really inquisitive and like I like to ask a bunch of questions um, and I loved like taking things apart and putting them back together. I did it once with my family computer um, and my parents got really mad, but I was able to put it together. So it was it was it was an interesting time. Nice. So do you have parents or anyone in your life that encouraged you to pursue tech? What really sparked your interest in technology? Um, Yeah, so my parents are awesome and both of them work in like software. So I kind of grew interested in tech through them. Um, I didn't really know what they did until I was like 14. I just didn't question it. They were like, yeah, we work in IT. Um, But I grew more interested in like hardware when I was growing up and I always went to like a STEM school. Um, And so we always had like a STEM based curriculum. And so everything was really hands on. And that's when I became interested in like building things. Mm. So who is someone in your life that inspires you? Someone in my life that inspires me is definitely my mom. She's one of the most hardworking person. She's one of the most hardworking people I know. And she's really motivated Um, and she just reminds me to be, like, as a woman, to, like, not, like, to not be scared of, you know, imposter syndrome and things like that. So how has it been being an Asian American woman in tech and entrepreneurship, two fields that have been and still are, you know, very male-dominated? It's been interesting. It's definitely been eye-opening to see, like, the lack of representation that happens in entrepreneurship and technology. Oftentimes, I've been, like, underestimated or been mistaken for, like, an assistant or an intern. And so um, it's been really hard to be taken seriously. But I realized that you have to just, like, keep on going because if you don't keep on going, someone else is going to face the same problems you are. So you have to, like, make the way for the next generation sort of thing. And so I just really had to, like, look within myself and find strength and believe in my ideas before other people believed in them. Mm-hmm. So do you have any specific, do you recall of any specific challenges that you have faced being a young, young woman in tech and also, you know, activism and entrepreneurship? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges was just like figuring out how to do what I want to do. Like, yeah, I want to be a technological entrepreneur, but what does that ex- like mean exactly? And how do I get there? And I think I kind of overcame that by like looking online on like what other people have done and just like calling people who I admire and being like, hey, my name is Sanskriti and like I really want to do this. And everyone was always willing to help. So how do you combine your love for tech with, you know, the other things you're passionate about, like activism and entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I think it's all really interconnected, even though it might not seem like it at first. Um, So I... Um, combine technology with entrepreneurship because I really think that technology can be used as something that can better the world and in order to like 
get your ideas for tech out there, you kind of have to have to have an entrepreneurial mindset when you present your ideas to venture capitalists and such. And so I was able to um, start connecting those two when I like won pitch fests and stuff, which is where you like present your idea to investors. Um, and that's how I started like my own company. And then with activism that kind of came in on the side, I um, come from a low income, low resource school. And so I realized that one of the biggest problems faced by the kids at my school wasn't that they weren't smart enough. It was just that we didn't have the resources we needed to succeed. Like, for example, we didn't know that you had to have a calculator for SAT or the ACT and we couldn't afford one. Um, and so little things like that, I realized that there's like a gap. And so that's how I combined activism with technology um, by trying to find ways and companies to bring more resources into those low income areas. So is that why you started your initiative, Invent STEM? Yes. Can you tell us a little more about it? Yeah. So Invent STEM is pretty much an initiative I started to fill in the gap um, for low-income and minority students that I noticed. And we do a variety of things. One of the things we do is provide college resources to students because college is one of those things where in my high school, not a lot of people thought about going to a four-year college just because they didn't have the resources to. So we kind of fill in that gap by providing students with resources about financial aid, what colleges to apply to, how testing works, etc. And then we also have this thing called the Wi-Fi Project, where we actually put up Wi-Fi centers in low-income areas where they might not have Wi-Fi. For example, one of my friends told me, she's from a rural area in North Carolina, that she had to walk miles to get Wi-Fi um, to do her homework. And I thought that was absolutely crazy. So that's the problem that the Wi-Fi project works on. And then we do a variety of other things too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important, especially during these times where a lot of sc- or schools have switched to, you know, online learning and kids who can't um, access that, you know, that's a huge problem, right? So yeah, um, of course. Yeah. So what is one thing you wish you knew before starting your initiative? I wish I knew how many people were willing to help. I guess sometimes when you're like have an idea in your head and you kind of keep it within yourself, you don't realize that there's so many people that like want to help you. And so as soon as I put my idea out there and I started talking to people about it, I realized that this wasn't just a problem faced by like my community or my high school. It was something nationwide and that there were like resources everywhere that were just looking for ways to promote youth activism and youth entrepreneurship. And I just had to reach out and grab it. So not only are you interested in tech, but you're also an inventor. Can you tell us more things about some of the things you've invented and the process behind it? Yeah, so um, I have invented a couple of things and I got into inventing in the eighth grade when I did this project um, that's actually kind of silly, but on time travel. And um, the project on time travel was really basic, but it was pretty much like there's this thing called time dilation um, and Einstein talks about it in his relativity papers. And so I pretty much tested that. So hypothetically, if you were to take like a spaceship and go around the earth really, really fast, when you come down, you would have aged less than the person in the spaceship, right? Um, And so that's technically time traveling into the future. So I tested that by making this device with my blender at home. And I ended up winning um, a science fair at school or something. And then that like blew my mind that I was able to do that. Because when I was like, I'm going to do a project on time travel, it was originally a joke. 
And everyone was like, yeah, sure. And then I ended up winning. So that's when I like decided that I wanted to invent things. And then I just kind of looked around the world to see like what problems I could solve. And one of the problems, first problems I saw after the eighth grade was um, when I visited India and I saw huge amounts of trash everywhere. And this is a note, India is not filled with trash everywhere. I feel like that's a common perception of third world countries as they call it. But just the area I was in was filled with trash. Um, and I realized that when you throw things away, you don't realize that you're throwing away something that's recyclable or compostable. And so I created this thing called the Smart Can, which sorts out your compost and your recyclable materials automatically through image processing. And after that, I've created other things too. Um, like I've created neural networks that help identify exoplanet candidates, which is a fancy way of saying I've created a software that helps go through the data that like NASA collects to figure out what's a planet and what's a star and what's something else. But yeah, that's wow. like some of the things. Super cool. So do you have any tips for teens who want to start, you know, their own organization or want to invent something virtually during this time? Yeah, I would definitely suggest to reach out to people who you see are doing something similar to you or have already started an organization. In most cases, someone also helped them out and you can learn a lot from other people and they might even tell you step by step what you need to do. Feel free to even reach out to me and um, just know that even though the world is kind of disconnected now physically, there's so many things you can do online to help out. Um, and when we all get back together after all of this is done, there's going to be so many more opportunities and we need student activism and student entrepreneurship to get us through this. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned before that you've recently wrote a book, right? So can you tell us more about it and the writing process? Yeah. So I've always been interested in technology and um, I... Felt, I first figured out that technology was something maybe I wanted to pursue um, when I was in history class and my teacher was talking about like technology significance in human development and since like this was like the sixth grade and I went to a STEM based school so we talked about STEM in each class which was interesting but that's when I was like huh I want to write a book about this so this has been like in my head since that time and I finally decided to do it um, this year and pretty much the book talks about how humanity and technology are kind of intertwined um, and we, it talks about how we went from like hunter and gatherers and use technology to create agriculture all the way to civilizations to what we are now and what the future might look like. The writing process was really interesting because I used mostly primary sources so I contacted like people who were um, into looking at ancient human artifacts and um, other primary texts to look at how technology has actually affected humanity's course. But yeah. How long did it take you to write the book? It took about six months. Oh, wow. So um, you also do research at Duke University, correct? Yes. Okay, so do you have any advice for high schoolers on how to get, get involved in research and why do you think uh, research is important for high schoolers? Yeah, so um, I did research at Duke University through a program that was offered at my school, but there's so many other ways to do research if you don't have a program like that at your school. Um, don't like be afraid to email professors at a college that you're interested in or like a topic that you're interested in, in and tell them like, hey, like this is who I am. This is why I want to do research at your lab. Um, you might have to email like 20 professors and only like one of them might reply, but it's totally worth it. And I think that high schoolers should do research because 
high school is the perfect time to explore whether you want to go into research or if you want to go into industry. And research doesn't always mean like sciencey stuff. It could also mean research in humanities, which is a big thing, or research in social development or psychology and like so many other things. So I would definitely contact like your local university um, and see like what opportunities there are for research because it's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. So since you're near the end of high school, what is one piece of advice you give to people trying to balance, you know, many different things? I would tell them to definitely take time out of your day for yourself so you don't burn out. That's something I learned the hard way. So definitely like take care of yourself, like eat well, sleep well, all that fun stuff. And then also to kind of learn time management now so that when you're in college you'll be good to go so like I use google calendar for all of my things and I like stay exactly on top of my google calendar like if my google calendar doesn't tell me to go somewhere I'm not going to go there sort of thing so find your system it could be google calendar or it could be journaling or it could be anything just organize your time so what is one thing or is there anything you regret you did or did not do during high school I think one thing that I guess I didn't regret doing, which um, I wish I would have done earlier, is put myself out there more um, in regards to like clubs and things. So um, like I've always been kind of like the type of person to stay in my comfort zone. But senior year, I decided to go out of my comfort zone and I took a hiking class. I'm the type of person that hates the outdoors. Um, so I took hiking and it absolutely changed my worldview on nature and now I love nature so much and I'm really sad that um, I'm not getting to see it more because of this lockdown so that was amazing just go outside of your comfort zone and I'm like really scared of heights so this year um, I decided that I was going to learn how to fly a plane which is crazy Um, and so I flew a plane for the first time and now I'm working towards my pilot certification Um, and if you told me that a year ago I would love nature and I was working towards my pilot certification I would have laughed so just go outside of your comfort zone you never know what you will like oh wow what was the you know process behind that were you just like I'm just gonna fly a plane and see how it goes or were you scared or what was the thought process um I was terrified so um I flew, I learned how to fly a plane through my school, actually. So um, I go to a really unique school. It's called the North Carolina School of Science and Math. And there's a two-week period um, in my high school where you can do whatever you want. So a lot of people traveled to, like, Italy and Japan and stuff this year. Um, but I decided to stay on campus. And one of our, the, our math professors is actually um, a certified pilot. So he taught us lessons for two weeks, and then we flew. Um, so it was absolutely crazy. I was terrified at first. But being in the air um, is the most peaceful thing ever. And I actually got to fly above my high school, which was crazy, too. Oh, wow. So how do you deal with burnout and overworking? So I deal with burnout and overworking by, like, figuring out, like, when burnout happens for me. It was definitely a process. Um, So I look at, like, how I'm feeling every day and I, like, you know, ask myself, like, am I doing okay? Do I need to say no to, th- no to things? And if I do feel burned out, I take a break. I stop projects. I tell people that I'm involved with, like, hey, like, I can't come to this club meeting right now. I don't feel well. And usually people are really understanding. And even teachers are when you're like, yeah, I need a mental health day. And then I just kind of take a break, um, calm down, and then I restart back up again when I need to. How do you deal with the imposter syndrome and any tips on how to cope with it? 
Yeah. So it took me a while to figure out how to deal with imposter syndrome. And what I've finally concluded is that no one knows your ideas or what you're thinking better than you do. Even when, you know, you're in a room with, let's say, a bunch of billionaires or a bunch of people who are like the top of their field. They're the top of their field. They're not the top of like what you're thinking or what your ideas are. So when you walk into a room, you're an expert on your life, your personal experiences, and your ideas. And that's why um, whenever I go into a room, I'm really confident. And every time I go into a room, I tell myself that like I'm the expert and I just feel a lot better about imposter syndrome and stuff. And I learned that there's a lot, always going to be a lot of people um, doubting you um, and to just get over that and just to see what happens. So do you have any words of advice or wisdom you give to a girl who is only one of the few girls in their STEM class? Yeah, I would say that we're all believing you and that if you're one of the only few girls in your STEM class, to remember that being different isn't a weakness, it's a strength and to use the fact that you're a girl to your advantage. So since you're probably stuck at home right now, what have you been doing and any ideas on what listeners can do? Yeah, so I've been taking um, time for myself and focusing on different hobbies. So I've always wanted to learn um, a new language, so I've been using Duolingo to do that. Um, I've also had an interest in acting that I never got to really pursue. So um, I've been just looking at like videos about acting and how to get into that. So I would say to people to like explore hobbies that you might not have explored and also to spend time with your family if you get a, the chance to lock down with them. Um, I live away from home, so it was really cool to like spend more time with my brother and my parents um, and to just take time for yourself. You don't have to be productive during this time. Um, if you want to sleep all day and that's the best thing for you, do that. Like just do whatever like you want to. Mm-hmm. So, any upcoming projects you're excited about or plans for the future? Um, well, the book is something that's coming up and it's going to be published soon, which I'm really excited about. Um, and then I'm going to be starting college soon. I haven't decided where I'm going yet, um, So, but I'm excited about that. Hopefully, schools open up this fall. Mm-hmm. So, last question. How can people contact you and what are your social media handles? Yeah, so um, you can contact me through my Instagram. Feel free to DM me. My Instagram is at SanskritiDeva, which is my name. Um, And let me know if you have any questions about anything I've been working on or if you need help with anything. I love helping people. So just let me know. Great. Well, Sanskriti, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We made it a little shorter because based on the feedback that we received, you guys seem to want shorter episodes, so let me know what you think. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at SheChatPodcast, and if you would like, feel free to leave us a review or just honestly share this episode with your friends. That would be greatly appreciated. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye!